When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us here on this President's Day edition of the program. Both Buck and myself will give you our list of top three best and the top three worst presidents. Uh, so far as we uh, can count it, I'll give you maybe... We'll give you the best at the bottom of this hour. We'll start off with the best, and then we'll give you our worst at the bottom of the third hour. In the meantime, we'll be taking your calls. You can react uh, to our list. You can give us your own list. But, Buck, I wanted to uh, dive in. This was Friday on the Bill Maher Show. Our friend Ann Coulter was on, um, and she was talking about something that we talked about on the show on Friday. They need to have you on, by the way. I've been on a few times. Ann's been on like a dozen times. Clay Travis needs someone out there who knows Bill Maher. Clay needs to be on the Bill Maher show. I've been on. They should have me back, but Clay needs to get on there. I've never been invited. I I don't know. There's two shows that I would like to do that I have never been on. I would like to do Bill Maher, because I think that is a very interesting show where people of diverse opinions actually sit and discuss their diverse opinions, which I think we need more of. Uh, and I would like to do Joe Rogan. Never been invited on Joe Rogan. Never been invited on Bill Maher. I, I've been invited, uh, most, uh, most other places in the media. And I know you've done a lot of CNN, Buck, Fox News, MSNBC back in the day, probably you've kind of done. Some every... of us haven't been officially banned from CNN. But... I am officially banned from CNN and, and ESPN. Maybe the only person in America who's not allowed to appear on either. That's like um, being banned from entry into Iran and North Korea, though. Like that's, I know. You're very, you know, it is a great it is resume. a badge a badge of honor in some way. Uh, and so I don't know. Maybe that's connected somehow to not being able to go on Bill Maher, or Joe Rogan. But I've never been invited on either. Um. I did get invited, by the way. Speaking of crazy invitations, I told you this off the air. I got invited to speech, speak to the Camp Cambridge Debate Society in England, which is, I think, pretty badass. So I may end up trying to do that if the timing works out. But if you had on your 2024 uh, board 
Clay Travis speaking in Cambridge or Oxford. That would probably be uh, not not expected. You definitely need to show up wearing a top hat and a monocle with yes. an ascot and demand that they all call you the Earl of Travis. <laughs> Maybe I can get knighted while I'm over there since I've been very, uh, very positive uh, towards the royal family, particularly Queen Elizabeth, who's come in for some dastardly commentary uh, on this program. From You know, I got called out by a Brit in Utah, came up to me afterwards. <laughs> She's like, you're great. I love you and Clay, but stop with the nonsense about the royal family. They're great. You know, That's Whoa. really, really funny. Uh, all right, so this is an awful story. Let me hit you with it because I don't know that it's going to get the attention that it deserves. Two police officers and one first responder were basically executed in what seems to have been a targeted attack in uh, Minnesota over the weekend. Three young, innocent, two police officers, one first responder, I believe he was a fireman, um, all three of them were killed. They were killed, and I try to avoid giving attention to mass shooters. We've talked about this some on the show because I think the data reflects that what these people want is to become infamous. They want us all to talk about them and share their name and spread it widely. I think that is one of the drivers for why mass shootings occur, so I try to avoid using the name. But the guy who did it was black, and he was an Obama supporter, uh, and there's evidence of that. You can go search it out if you would like. A lot of you probably have not heard about that uh, because the narrative is such that if someone is black and they commit an act of violence and if white people are the victims, by and large, the media just doesn't cover it, um, and uh, they immediately bury it. Uh, the flip side, if there is a white person who engages in any sort of violent act against any sort of minority, it becomes the lead story for days, even sometimes weeks at a time. The president issues a statement. Uh, everyone decides to line up. Well, we saw this happen last week. We finished the show Friday telling you uh, on air that there were two black juveniles who had opened fire at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade. One mom was killed, uh, a 42-year-old, I believe, mother of two, um, a DJ in the Kansas City area was killed. Over 20 people were shot. Many of those people were children. And almost immediately, everybody said, this mass shooting cannot be allowed to stand. We've got to have gun control. Uh, this is unacceptable. Many people in the sports media on ESPN, they took to the airwaves and demanded it. I don't think they've covered it since it became clear that these were two black juveniles that were involved in the shooting and it was some sort of dispute between the two of them, and all of these innocent people got shot as a result. This is actually what the data reflects is the most likely form of mass shooting in America. That is, uh, two often black individuals angry at each other, they fire away, and there are innocent bystanders that end up being victims, or uh, one or the other shoots each other. This is actually what violence in America looks like. As I said on the show on Friday, around... Three or four percent of the United States population, that is black men between the ages of 16 and 40, commits over half of all murders in America, and their overwhelming, uh, of the overwhelming majority of the time, the victims themselves are black. Um, and it gets almost no attention. And in fact, if this shooting in Kansas City had happened, Buck, you said what? Kansas City had something like over 175 murders in, uh, in 2023, which is a massive number relative. 
worst number in the history of the city of of Kansas City. It was the highest homicide rate ever. And that would be if it were New York, L.A. or Chicago to put it in a per capita basis. That would be thousands of murders that would be taking place in those cities because the population of Kansas City is a pinprick of New York, Chicago, and L.A., particularly the metropolitan surrounding area. All that is a background. Ann Coulter went on Friday after we had said it on the show uh, that there were two young black juveniles. She went on and directly said, this story is going to disappear, and it's because the shooters were black if this were a white male it would be everywhere you would know everything about him listen to that cut we don't know who did this shooting by the way the the, the super bowl shooting. we have we, some idea what if it were a white man shooting we'd know well we don't know but they, i mean they that's how we know it's not a white man i can tell you that much do you think they were, they were repressing that reporting they wouldn't tell us about the transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for, what, like a year? Oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? That's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. It's I, not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know you have special powers. Um, <laughs> Okay. She was right a hundred percent. She I mean, was right. She does have special powers apparently because yes. she was able to see this. Now we said the same thing on Friday because this is apparent, but this is now effectively a rule for the media that they will right away if the shooter or if somebody basically if somebody who does something violent and terrible is white, you will know it within minutes of the shooting. Correct. And if there's some other component, if there's some other, you know, whether it's a, you know, a, a gender, transgender issue or a racial issue or whatever, if there's something that's not a, you know, straight white male does killing, um, they will delay and delay and delay as long as they can. And this is obviously meant to, uh, protect certain narratives and also to promote others. So yeah, there were two young black guys who did the shooting at the at the parade, and because we didn't know about them, we knew that they weren't two white guys doing the shooting. And said this, notice, Bill Maher wasn't saying she was wrong. Yeah, correct. Because he knew he knew. Van well, Jones was sitting there. Van Jones there. is a pretty is a pretty fiery debater. I've debated him before. He didn't really get into it with her on this. Because everybody knew what she was saying was true. On Saturday, I think it was, TMZ posted the videos, but I had seen the videos and shared them on social media before that, and you could see who was arrested, two young black men. So this builds on another question, Buck. First of all, nobody's going to talk about it now, right? Think about it. 20 people get shot at a Super Bowl parade in Kansas City. Seems like kind of a huge story. One innocent person is killed. The immediate question that I have is, wait a minute, how do juveniles get these weapons to be shooting at each other? And we just saw up in Michigan the uh, parents charged with the Michigan school shooter. I immediately think when somebody is under 18 years old and does this, what in the world are the parents doing and, and or the guardian? Because I've got three teenagers, or two teenagers, and one little kid. We probably won't know this, but it won't come out because they're juveniles. 
If if you were bet, I would give somebody if we were putting odds on this. Not to make, I'm yeah. not, by no means making light of it, but just in terms of the probabilities here. If you were putting Vegas odds on it, um, I think I would give someone legitimately a hundred to one that neither of these individuals have a father in the home. Yeah. Because when you look at, as a matter of statistics, the correlation between violent criminal activity and the absence of a father or, you know, male father figure in the home, the numbers are stratospheric, stratospherically yes. high. And by the way, that's true across all races. But in this case, we know these two individuals were, were black. The chance that they do not, and obviously engaged in a horrific act of mass violence, the chance that there's no father in either home is very high. And the data also reflects, and I always think... About, I we'll think play. Anne addressed this, by yeah. the way, too. I only yeah. saw clips of it, but she meant yeah. not to leave out Let's that she play mentioned that, that as Let's well. play that cut four, but right before we play cut four, the data actually reflects, and, and I find this fascinating, that young boys struggle more with the absence of a father in the home than young women do. So single-parent households, often with women raising the children and having to do both the role of dad and mom, girls, probably because I would guess psychologically there is a strong female figure in their home that they can look up to and aspire and role model to, girls actually do far better than boys do in single-parent homes. And uh, let's listen to cut four as Ann Coulter makes that this point. I think if we wanted to have a real conversation in America, two juveniles opening fire at a Super Bowl parade would be a good opportunity to actually have a conversation about how something like this happens. Instead, because it's two young black men, the story vanishes and we don't have a conversation about it at all. Listen to cut four. Blacks killing blacks will not get covered by the media. That's a huge media problem. And yeah, you'll, you'll all laugh at me, um, but I'm going to say it because I'm right. Very right. Because of this right. is, is illegitimacy. <laughs> all of these young men do not have fathers. And that is a huge, huge source of it. Anything that could be done to reduce the illegitimacy rate, particularly among the black community, it would be astronomical, the changes you'd see. Do you know, just one one fact, if you take away the factor of illegitimacy, the difference in the black and the white crime rate disappears. You know, uh, It's an amazing it, fact. It, it's, it's, it would be an amazing fact if it were true, but... Well, I mean, it is a big part of it. Okay, can I just jump? First of all, you know, that, that's the problem with, with, I'll just say this, with a liberal audience, and you get this in the Bill Maher show, they're clapping for what was a stupid comment because it is true. Yeah. It is true. This is a matter of sociology and numbers. You can look at homes. Is there a married couple in the home? And look at the correlation with crime. And the data proves this very much of, you know, very strongly that the absence, it just makes sense too. So Van Jones is saying it's not true. You know why he says that? Because he doesn't want to engage in the debate. So yeah. he just says that's a lie. It's not a lie. What she, what Anne is saying here on the Bill Maher show is accurate, and it is a conversation that we are not, you know, we're allowed to have natural conversations, Clay, about gun control, video game violence, white supremacy, and how that's creating all this violence. I mean, I've, 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 I've met jihadists, or you know, I've come across jihadists who want to blow up buildings. I've still never met a white supremacist. I'm not saying they don't yeah, exist, right. but this is a a rare thing. Um, and yet we can have national conversations about that, but the effect that broken families have, particularly on young men who have no role model, who have no father figure even in the home, uh, across, across the board, 
you know, you, you look at the, um, the sociological research on this, it's very clear. And yet we're never allowed to have a discussion about this because really what the government has done is they've decided that, uh, they're actually going to, um, illegitimacy is subsidized effectively. And that has become a huge component of LBJ's great society programs today. Yeah. Also, Buck, I would say this is a part of erasure of men in general. There's this idea that men don't matter and, uh, and that masculinity is toxic. Uh, you know what ended up happening with those guys shooting at the Kansas City parade? Uh, men ran and tackled those individuals to keep them from firing more guns. Um, I think we need a little bit more toxic masculinity in America, yeah, uh, as opposed for, for to young less. men, you know, you're raising three young boys, Clay. We could talk more about this, but to have a masculine figure in their life who, who they respect yeah. on a man to man level to tell them things like you never lay your hands on a woman to tell them things like you never join a group beatdown of somebody who's helpless or, you know, you never. Yeah. Uh, you you never try to use violence instead of words unless someone is trying to be violent with you first. You can defend yourself. That stuff comes from dads. I'm so, it's very hard for a for a woman, any woman, a mother, to connect with a 14 year old or 15 year old boy, especially on once they're post puberty. Once they're post puberty, That's what I mean. once, once yes. hormones and adolescence and everything kicks in. You know, you gotta I mean, have a, you gotta have a dad who sometimes grabs you by the scruff of the neck and talks to you and. I, the, the best privilege in America today is a two-parent household, yeah. period, regardless of your racial background. And, you know, a part of this, of course, is the, the fight for life that we're talking about day in and day out. When we look at the Preborn network of clinics, the team at Preborn know that life is a miracle. And they want people to be having babies and building beautiful families. Each day, Preborn has pregnant mothers who show up to their clinics wondering what should they do should they choose life or should they choose abortion? Preborn's team provides those mothers with an ultrasound and lots of support and care. Gives the mom a chance to meet the baby in her uterus, to hear the heartbeat, and see that unborn child's tiny movements. The result is that so often mothers choose life after visiting a preborn clinic. On average, 200 babies' lives are saved each day in this way. One ultrasound is just $28, 28 bucks. It's like three or four lattes these days. Or you can sponsor five ultrasounds for $140 to help rescue five babies' lives. Any gift size will help. All gifts are tax deductible, and 100% of it goes towards saving babies. Please, to donate securely, dial pound 250 from your phone. Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby, or go to preborn.com slash buck, preborn.com slash B-U-C-K. Sponsored by Preborn. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Since it's President's Day, we're going to have some fun talking presidents here in a second. Three best, three worst as a little President's Day tradition that I guess we're starting now. Uh, and it'll come up here in just a few minutes. Uh, we'll take some calls, take some VIP emails, talk a little history, argue over really, you know, who, who is worse, uh, Fillmore or Pierce. I mean, we got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot we could get, any, get into here. Um, and, and uh, we're looking forward to talking about all that. We'll also do some, uh, additional news here coming up on Biden and immigration and more. So make sure you stick around, but light us up on those lines. 800-282-2882. Best presidents, worst presidents. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good, never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes like U.S. Army Specialist James Donaldson. Donaldson lost his legs when he was hit by an improvised explosive device, an IED in Iraq. Moving around his home was a struggle until Tunnel to Towers stepped in. The foundation gave him a mortgage-free, specially adapted smart home. The home not only enabled Donaldson to live a more independent life, it allowed him to be a better father. Since 9-11, Tunnel to Towers has been committed to supporting America's heroes and their families, all while making sure that America keeps its solemn promise to never forget 9-11 or the service members who sacrifice their lives and bodies for the country. Help families like the Donaldsons by donating $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar you give goes directly to the program's T2T.org. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Okay, it's President's Day. I don't know how many of you get President's Day off, by the way. I don't think I've ever gotten President's Day off in any of my prior jobs. It doesn't feel to me like a day that most people have off. So 
I would bet a lot of you driving around normal day-to-day activity today. Um, but we are here for you. I don't think we've done this before. Uh, we've been on President's Day. I think this is our third President's Day so far doing this show together. Good idea by Buck. Best and worst presidents. We're going to start on the sunny side of the mountain, and we are going to begin here with our best presidents. Just the top three, uh, the, the gold, the silver, and the bronze medalist of American presidential history. And I'll give you my list, by the way, 800-282-2882. Buck will give you his yeah. list, and then we'll take calls on best. Bottom of the show, we'll do worst. All right, my best. I named one of my sons after him, so that's probably a sign that he's at the top of my list. I've got Abraham Lincoln as the best president in American political history. Number one, the gold medal winner for me, Abraham Lincoln. I think, Buck, not only a tremendous president, probably also the only literary genius who has ever been president of the United States. That is, back when presidents actually wrote their own uh, speeches, you go read the Gettysburg Address, you go read uh, Abraham Lincoln's second inaugural address, it is poetry of a level that does not exist in American politics today, and it came directly from the pen of Abraham Lincoln. He is my favorite of all the presidents. So now second. I go number Oh, you're going you, second? Should, we, okay. should I go one, two, three, or should we go back and forth? Yeah, uh, let's go back and forth. I'll all go, right, who's, who do you no, have number one? It's, it's, it's boring, but the goat is still the goat. George yep. Washington. Okay. It's like the movie that started the whole franchise, put it all in motion, incredible to hold the army together and then become president and then understand that he had to be what the nation needed him to be at that point in time and then to walk away from it and to just, I mean, what he did, the combination of military and, uh, then political uh, acumen and 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 skill that he brought to bear uh, is amazing, and also the personal courage too. We don't think about this that often. A couple of things go differently. George Washington is hanging by his neck from a you know from a yardarm somewhere. Like, yeah. You know things. People forget this. Like that guy was really taking real risks, not just on the battlefield, but you know they could have captured him off the battlefield. Anyway, all uh, of those British guys were, did. The British yeah. were shady back then. Now we think of them because of just crumpets and the crown. But back in the day, they were, they could be very mean. All right. Number two. For me, I'm, I'm seconding your number one. I've got George Washington. Um, right. set the precedent. We just laid it out. Why I've got Lincoln one, Washington two. Who do you have two? Oh, I go Ronald Reagan. Oh, that is strong. Reagan. I look defeated the evil empire of the Soviet Union. I don't know how. I don't know how much better you could to, to me the people that prevent because this is going to be a thing on the on the worst three if you're a president who helped prevent mass death and destruction I feel like that gets you that gets you a lot of brownie points right that gets you uh really far in life um and and so I, I think um yeah for me it's uh it's Ronald Reagan at number two and I think I'm gonna surprise you with my number three all right, my third is uh is is I think Thomas Jefferson. You talked about to me the foundation bucks wrinkling uh, his face. Uh, look, when you look uh, at the history of Jefferson for the Declaration of Independence and then the Louisiana Purchase, which I think is probably the single most significant and consequential act of any president in office. 
to buy that. Remember, I, and I've talked about the Lewis and Clark expedition and how much I love that. Are you, aspect are you of a big history. James Monroe fan? James Monroe doesn't get all the love that he deserves. I think, uh, I, well, I, I, I'm not anti James Monroe. I'm pro Jefferson. So my top three, Lincoln, Washington, Jefferson, little bit old school. I get it. Nobody is on this list, uh, prior to what, 1865, uh, for me, but those would be my trio of the best ever American presidents. All right. Who's your third? I mean, I just, I like to throw Monroe in there just for topic of conversation. He's not a top 10 guy for me, but you know, he's kind of a badass in his own way. There's some really good stuff. James Monroe doesn't really get the respect that he deserves. You know, was, uh, personal courage. Anyway, he's, he's probably in like the 20 to 30 or, you know, maybe 15 to 20 range for me of presidents, but I just was thinking about him as you're talking about Louisiana purchase. Um, number three is Calvin Coolidge. Silent cow. Just, just don't mess it up. Let the American people do what they do. Don't be a tyrant. Don't get us into crazy wars. Don't mess things up. I, I think, I think Cal, if you're looking at the vision of the founders, it's a president who doesn't do too much, doesn't mess things up, lets prosperity reign, lets peace reign. I think Cal, Calvin Coolidge should get a lot of love. All right. Should we take a couple of calls here and get some more of our, so you've got our top threes. He's the only president. So for those of you who are saying that's crazy, he's also the only president who went to Amherst College. So I feel some affinity for him. Because I, I used to party in Coolidge dorm named for him because he was in Amherst College. I, I will say this. Your top three is going to set tongues wagging way more than my top three. I, in my top three, most of you out there, no, nobody's really going to be like, Oh my I mean, God, look, I can't to believe it. For me, Thomas Jefferson, amazing, talented, founding father, brilliant, all that stuff. Once the French Revolution comes along though, if you read that, Jefferson, he he was like an MSNBC watcher at that point. He had lost it, my friend. He was really uh he he didn't get what was going on over there in a big way. And he was also very nasty to John Adams. There's a lot he of He was what Secretary of State during the uh during the French Revolution, right? I believe uh, I'm remembering yeah. that correctly. Yeah. yeah. And, and but and as was, president, he was a big fan even as the guillotines were whapping down, chopping yes. off heads, you know. Wasn't good. Wasn't good, folks. I hate to be the one that says it. But I don't love Jefferson the way some of you love. Remember, Jefferson I got people. I got people fired up. We were talking about best generals. Now I've got Washington at two overall as my president, but George Washington was a pretty mediocre to bad actual battlefield general. Yeah, he, he, well, he was a good, he was a almost, good general if you think of America as an insurgency. He's a bad general if you think of wins and losses in combat in the field. Does he that, you lost know what I mean? like, every battle that he basically fought almost for the entirety of his political career. But he kept the revolution. He kept the military going. together yes. in, in a way that I think the odds of him being able to do that under those circumstances with the lack of resources they had was near miraculous. So that's the part of it that, and as we see with insurgencies, if you can just keep it going, for better or for worse, in a lot of places for worse, but if an insurgency can keep going, much more powerful militaries can be defeated. And also, I would say, maybe the most important precedent that Washington set was giving up power. Unheard of throughout the annals of history for someone to have the ability, Washington could have, become a dictator and ruled for the rest of his life if he had so desired. Instead, he said no, and he went back to Mount Vernon, yeah. which is unheard of. 
John Adams, I think, you know, he started he started to think a little bit a little bit too highly of himself, you know, whereas Washington understood a degree of humility even as the father of the nation, so to speak, was necessary. And and by the way, I would wonder on some level, Buck, whether partly Washington not having sons of his own, uh, you know, if you want to get into the genealogical aspect. So I'm reading now because I'm a nerd all about the British kings. Um and, and I've just always wanted to kind of know that history. I'm I'm back at the 1200s right now, so I'm I'm way back. He really but, wants to bring. He really wants to build our UK audience on <laughs> on podcast. I'm in the I'm in the 1200s right now, reading about all the British kings, um, and uh, the degree to which I do wonder psychologically if Washington had had three or four sons, would he have been interested in trying to pass that power on down to them? Would his thought process have been different? Because I do think he would have ended up and could have been, if he had so desired, dictator of the United States. I'll throw this out there. We're going to take best presidents now in the call, so we'll take yes, next after best this. Presidents right next now. hour, which I think could even be more fun, worst yes. presidents of all time. Worst presidents, and we'll take worst presidents calls then. So best presidents now coming up here in a second. In the meantime, look, we're talking about memories. We're talking about preserving them. We're talking about how we think about memories in general. You know who does a great job of making sure that your family's memories are preserved forever? How about Legacy Box? They will hook you up right now. We're through the holiday season. We're through the chaos that is uh, Valentine's Day. Now we're celebrating President's Day. Maybe you got a little bit of a chance to get a breather now. And you're thinking to yourself, man, there's a lot of great stories out there that I would like to be able to preserve forever. Uh, I'm down here in Florida right now for this long weekend with my parents. Um, and they've been telling some of the stories about when they were growing up uh, and some of the experiences that they had. They're both going to turn 80 years old this year, my parents. Uh, and their stories and our family's stories, those conversations that you have, they're really, really eye-opening. And you'd like to be able to preserve them for your own kids, maybe your own grandkids one day. That's what Legacy Box does. They will digitize all the tapes, all the old photos, all the film reels, how about all the slides, all those family memories right now that are just preserved in pictures. Maybe you worry about uh, those things going up. Somebody has a fire in their attic or in their basement, and all your family's history gets lost. What if you could preserve it now? A million and a half families have benefited from Legacy Box. That is Legacy Box based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, my mom's hometown, they have hundreds of employees. They probably have the largest collections of old-school VCRs anywhere. They will take all of your family's prized possessions, the originals, the photos, the film reels, the VCR tapes, and they will transfer it to digital and preserve those family memories forever, easy to share, spread around to your different family members. Visit LegacyBox.com slash Clay right now, and you can save 50%. All of the Christmas craziness is done. Maybe you now are thinking, hey, I've got a little bit of time. Now, as we come up on the tail end of winter, get ready for spring, I want to preserve my family's memories. And you got an incredible offer right now. Go to LegacyBox.com slash Clay. 50% off their regular prices. LegacyBox.com slash Clay. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. 
Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. On this program, Clay and I are here to help you cut through the noise, the ulterior motives, to uncover the truths that no one else is going to tell you. That's what our colleague Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark worked on Wall Street for 50 years. Across those decades, he invented three new indices for the NASDAQ and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Mark says the majority of Americans are... Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. So we've got... Wait, is already, did we already get through the second hour of the show? We're all about to go to the top of the third hour. Why? Yes, we, why? I, mean, I thought I was like, hour one. Wait, no, it's hour two. Let's get these calls because we, we said we want to hear from you. So Clay... Just a quick a quick rundown. Clay top three was number one Lincoln, number two Washington, number three Jefferson, right? So basically, Correct. Clay is Clay is you know part of the Mount Rushmore. I am the uh, historic consensus here. Yes. Yeah. He's you know you you could probably throw Teddy Roosevelt in there. Clay probably loves him too. Um, I, I'm I'm throwing some curveballs. I go Washington, which I believe he is just the goat, greatest of all time, and, and then you throw in um Reagan for me, and then Calvin Coolidge because I think that. Coolidge, anyway, well, you know why. Uh, let's get to your calls, though. A lot of you have uh, robust opinion. I'm excited for the bad presidents. We'll get to that. Catherine in Groton, Connecticut, your three best Catherine on this President's Day. Okay, well, we got to start with George Washington because he's the prototype, and there'd be no presidents if he didn't do what he did. Yes. Um, second place, I got a tie, JFK and Reagan, because of their their potential and their trajectory. 
Wait, wait, hold on. Can I jump in? Like? Why JFK? Yeah. Because he would be a, a Republican today if he, um, you know, was still alive. His positions and his attitudes and his um, policies were very Republican. Mm. Which is I, what, what, what do you think his wins would be, though? I mean, Bay of Pigs, total disaster, left them to, to die on the beach because he wouldn't give them air cover. Like, what, what when you think of a, of a he JFK... Looking to pull us out of Vietnam, Johnson was looking to pro- to promote Vietnam. He was looking to go after corruption. Uh, those were two things that the uh, oppositions wouldn't tolerate. Hey, look, opinions are you're totally welcome to your number two. So thank you for sharing. I was just curious, who's your number three? It's got to be Trump because he's channeling Washington. Trump is channeling Washington. Interesting. All right. Thank you for the call. I think it would be hard, Buck. And again, we're going to take some more of your calls here in just a sec. To me, it's hard to have anybody in the best list who was not a two-term president. I put Calvin in there, now, but I put Calvin in there because specifically he probably would have won a second term. He's like, I'm good. Thank you. Some people are going to say, wait a minute, Clay, you've got Lincoln as your two, but he was assassinated. He won the 1864 presidential election, which allowed him to complete the Civil War. Now, I do think as a history nerd, it is really intriguing to think what would Lincoln's legacy have been if he had been able to serve through yeah, a, a lot the of rest times. Of the term. Second term, look for George. Look at George uh, W. Bush. Second term is the sequel that should not have been made. It's the truth. Plenty of times that's what ends up happening. Let's get to Mark in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. What's going on, Mark? Great. Having a great day. Hey, I hope you can give me a chance to throw out my three worst because I, they're well thought out. But my best, I got to go with Abraham Lincoln first. Not only did he keep the country together, it was the not having the hard feelings, trying to the um, basically keeping the country. Not, so there was no ill will between the North and the South. He tried to heal. He tried yes. to heal the country. Then I go with Washington, of course. Yeah, he set the he set the standard. And then I go with Ronald Reagan because he unleashed the the best economic. Uh, time in this country when all right mark thank you call back in next hour for your worst because we're doing only best this hour but we'll take you again if you call back with for your worst Uh, thank you um i'll say this clay i think mark's top three maybe in different order would probably be for uh that that's I, i think that might be the most common trajectory for republicans i think you go washington lincoln reagan would be the the most likely for what do you think you know what I mean I, I, I think mean, you get I, those. I find it hard because I'm a history nerd I find it hard to judge anyone that was uh in terms of best or worst that was in your current life right does that make sense like yeah. I think that's kind of a challenge let's let's speed some of these up Frank in Glendora California Frank I know you've got well you can tell us uh that your first two but then get into why you have a different number three than we've heard. Well, okay, I got George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt. All right, why I mean, Teddy? Why is Teddy on the list? Why Theodore Roosevelt? I mean, he was the first uh, two-term president to um, to uh, attack, if you want to use that word, to challenge uh, the big corporations, the big trusts, control of our comp- of our country. If it wasn't for him, uh, the, 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 the big, you know, uh, trusts and, and companies would, uh, would be controlling our politics. All right, Frank, thank you very much. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, progressive. Interesting. Making the list here. Um, so 
Now we get to do, first of all, let's do a little bit of the news play coming up here. I want to talk about the new positioning uh, for Democrats on immigration. So uh, what they're saying about Biden's next moves and how they're trying to play this politically. The reset for Biden, which we discussed a little bit, because Democrats know they need one. And then we'll have some fun in the back half with worst presidents. I think I always think that the movie reviews you want to read are the most scathing. The most scathing reviews of presidents that Clay will give, I will give, and then you who call in, we will have fun with that. No doubt. Uh, and that, my friends, get your popcorn, is probably going to be very, very uh, enjoyable as we roll through. Thanks for hanging out with us here on this fabulous President's Day, the last hour of the holiday. Next. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 